0: Alright, what's up everyone? Happy New Year, first of all. Uh finally glad we're out of 2020. Uh, I think this is gonna be a good year. 2021 is uh is gonna be looking pretty nice. I think 2020 was just like the tester year to just test you, see how you could handle things, and this year everything's just gonna keep pushing and moving forward. But uh yeah, this is another episode of So Dope. And since it's January, it's early January, so I just wanna go through some of my personal favorite albums from the last year, 2020. Um, I'm just going to start off by saying, however, though, I thought like just everyone thought that 2020 was going to be a crazy year, like an amazing year in a positive way. But musically, like music wise, it was probably not my favorite year compared to like past years, like 2018, I feel was a good music year. 2019 for sure, with a lot of albums like Igor and stuff like that. So 2020 kind of just uh, kind of just left me hanging, but I mean it's okay, it's okay because I definitely came out with some like albums that I love that I have on repeat. So I'm just gonna run through those real quick. Um, first, first probably my album of the year, right here is Heaven or Hell by Don Tolliver. This man, I don't know what it is, but he just he just has the formula, like, when it comes to making hits, he's one of the few artists that I think, um, he's really mastered auto-tune since, uh, fucking T-Pain, like, fucking, you have Travis Scott, who is, um, like, a mentor to Don Tolliver, and even Travis Scott, who tried to, like, study auto-tune with Kanye West and stuff like that, I feel like Don Toliver has really mastered it for some reason. Like I think it just like what he like his vision compared with what he's learning from Travis who has learned from Kanye West. I feel like he really just has the niche with AutoTune and then also he's working with Mike Mike Dean, so he's really good with when it comes to Mike Dean like working on like his um his synthesizing stuff all that. I I'm, I'm not sure what all the proper terms are, but I feel like Don Tolliver for sure definitely has had the has the formula. And if you you if you haven't listened to Heaven or Hell, Heaven or Hell is definitely like it, it's a really great album. I don't even know what else to say. It's pro, it's definitely my favorite album that came out of twenty twenty for sure. I was really hyped up about it. They did like really good promo, and when it came when it came out when it finally dropped, I just was not disappointed. I actually liked almost every song except for like there's probably like one or two songs there's probably two songs on there that I don't listen to and it's a short album too because nowadays people try to make albums past 12 to 14 tapes I feel like a really good album is no more than like 14 uh songs so I mean this this one was a really good body of work let me see okay next we got After Hours by the Weekend, obviously. Beautiful album, really, like, it set a vibe, honestly, like, it really did set a vibe, it wasn't his, um, what kind of vibe, I got this kind of, like, I didn't really get too much coke vibes from this, I got more, like, just, like, like, it's after hours, it's in the title, you just chilling, like, doing shit after the party with your girl, or with your guy, shit like that, and you guys are still drunk, or whatever, that's the type of vibes I get from it, but... It was a really good body of work. Let me see some of my favorites on this album. The deluxe too. The, I really like the deluxe version of um, "Heartless" with Lil Uzi. That is that's nice. Um, I just like all the promo. How he like even went to like the award show bandaged up on his face. That's pretty cool. Let's see. We have uh, "Hardest to Love," "Scared to Live," "Snow Child," "Escape LA," "Heartless," "Faith." Faith is a banger, I love the beat of Faith, um, Save Your Tears, After Hours, like, there, there's some good tracks on here, and I don't know if Metro would, uh, Metro Boomin, the producer, I don't know if he produced a lot of these tracks, but I could tell, like, I know they worked on, uh, Heartless, and I could tell that it was kind of influenced from there, like, to just have that type of sound throughout the album. So, another good album that I really liked. Um, Let me see. Wanna. Okay, now, Wanna by uh, Gunna, which is probably, um, I guess you could say, like, Young Thug's protege. This album, at first, because I'm not really a big fan of that type of sound, except for like Young Thug, because he's the GOAT, but it took me a while to come on to this album. Like I really just... Kind of push it to the side. I wasn't really trying to hear that because I don't listen to him like that in general. But it was a very like, f- it was a very well put together album. It had like a few bangers. The ones that I did listen to, you like, what is that one song? um, Let me see. That one song. There's that dirty. There's that dirty Diana sample that he did on there. That was pretty good. There's another song. Dollars on my head. Fire. But I mean. That just goes to show you how much I didn't listen to the album because I'm only like naming the popular songs. Um, Addies, I really liked Addies. That was good, but other than that, I mean, it was Skybox is good. It was it was a well put together album, but like I said, let me see compared to the deluxe. See, hold on, let's see. Eighteen songs. I, I I'm kind of losing interest around 10, 11, so, and he has the same type of sound, so, it, he, I, I've just, I've never really been that much a fan, I like his features more, he's, he's just that type of artist, I like his features more, so, there's nothing wrong with it, let's see, Savage Mode 2, wasn't really a fan of that, honestly, Savage Mode 2 by 21 Savage, kind of just, uh, yeah, it disappointed me, it really did disappoint me, I, had kind of like high hopes for it well not really high hopes I didn't have any high hopes for any of the albums that dropped in 2020 except for heaven or hell and I'm learning that you just can't have high hopes for a lot of things in life because then what you get disappointed and that's what this album did it disappointed me um Savage Mode 1 was an anthem back in 2016 uh I had just got out of relationships so like I was being cold-hearted and shit, and that shit was bumping. It was hitting my soul different. Like, I don't even know, but Savage Mode 2 definitely disappointed me. That fucking Drake track that he did, ass, boo-boo, complete farts. Like, I don't even know what else to say because I'm just going to skip over that one. That was, he had, he had, um what what did he have? He had a few bangers. He had a few good songs on there, but overall, I was kind of not fucking with it. Running was good. Um, I didn't. I hate when artists try to like redo the whole mini men like thing. Like it's played out. Pop Smoke did it, but that's only because Fifty Cent like executive produced the album, so I understand. But that that was oh we can we can talk about that. Okay, Pop Smoke's album took me a while to um. Excuse me. It took me a while to come around to that, but after listening it, listening to it several times and like my friend's cars who'd always play it, I definitely came around to it. It's not something that I'm always bumping, but I mean, it was it was a pretty good album, so I can't complain about that. Uh what could possibly go wrong by Dominic Fike? Uh I feel like this is a guy who is um definitely slept on right now uh, not a lot of people, I feel like not a lot of people know about him, but if you, if you listen to him and you like his, like, style of music, he, he, he's very, he's very, he's a very, very good artist, um, What Can Possibly Go Wrong had definitely a lot of good tracks, well put together album for sure, I didn't even know he was dropping anything during the pandemic until, like, a friend told me, and then I was kind of just on the lookout for that album, because, he only, ha- I think this was his debut, I don't, I'm not sure, hold on, let's see. I don't think this, I don't believe this was his debut album, but he also had a tape called Don't, For- don't Forget About Me Demos, and that's a really good EP, so if you want to go back and listen to that, this might be his, uh yeah, so his debut album was What Could Possibly Go Wrong, and it has a pretty solid amount of tracks and like I said it's 14 it's 14 uh songs and like I said before 12 to 14 is just that magical number that is like the. it just breeds perfect albums in my opinion except for that one summer when Kanye did five albums and they were all seven songs that was a beautiful like that was an amazing time and Fucking that just made me appreciate short tapes and albums even more because you really like start to lose interest around 10. If an album has seven songs, you're like, ooh, I wish it had more. And then when it gets over 10, you're like, OK, I'm bored of this. So 12 to 14 is really to just like get some extra songs on there. 12 to 14 is really like that magical number, in my opinion. Um, Let's see what else is on my list. Ugly is Beautiful. Okay, Oliver Tree is a complete weirdo, but I love this guy. I love his aesthetic. This guy makes uh, alternative music, so there's a lot of people who may not be into that alternative sound, but Oliver Tree's album, Ugly is Beautiful, is very good, and for me personally, I am into alternative sounds and other sounds that aren't rap, specifically because I just like producing. I have, like, an ear for production. I like how beats sound. I hang around like with friends who are into music as well and produce. So production is like very key to me. And I liked just the production of this album right here. Ugly is Beautiful had a lot of like, uh, it's alternative. So it sounds like kind of rock. It's not necessarily hip hop or anything. It's not trap music. It's not R&B. It sounds like what you would think it would sound, and the production and the guitars on this are really good. Just some of the beats on here are really, really good, and he his aesthetic is just he he he's like the weirdest guy. He's a bold cut, a bowl cut, wears these tiny glasses, and his, his videos are amazing too. His videos like for some reason they just they just pull me in. They're very very like creative and colorful. And that's the type of stuff I appreciate. Like, I can just appreciate good artwork like that. Um, He has a few, my favorite track on there, I think it was Alien Boy. Alien Boy is a very good track. And like I said, this album is 14 songs. Now, I'm not fully into the full alternative sound, but I can say that there is a handful of these. I could say there's like at least five that I had in constant rotation out of 14. So I feel like, For a good album, well, these are just all my personal favorites. But for a good album out of like 12 to 14 tracks, you gotta have anything over six good songs that are like back to back, like really good songs. I'm gonna say it's a good album. That's just my opinion, especially if you have what. Six to fourteen songs, because that's what the whole out—that's half the album. Sorry, so "Ugly Is Beautiful." If you want to try to get into like an alternative sound, I think you should try to listen to that. That's a very good. uh That's a very good album, and it was it the the build up for it was was crazy because it was supposed to drop one time, and I didn't even know about it, and then it got pushed back because of Corona. I think it got pushed back twice, and then when I finally found out about it, it was about to come out, like, in the next week. I think there was another album, too, that was coming out that same, like, weekend, and I just listened to both of them, because it had a cool cover, and I was very impressed, so shout out Oliver Tree if you're listening to this shit. I mean, you're a dope dude. Um, Dark Lane demos by Drake. Um, The demo tape, like, it's just a demo tape. I thought it was just throwaways. So I wasn't fully impressed with it. Like it had that um, that one song that two thirty. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that one song. Like what is it? Chicago Freestyle. Yeah, I mean that was good. And he had some uh, other ones. I think uh, War. And he had like that um, there's like a certain sound that he was going for. But it like I like I said, it's just a demo tape. It's literally just a project full of throwaways. And Drake can do way better. You have like this man has like, his best album, if you're reading this, it's too late, and nothing was the same, this man has that in his catalog, compared to this, like, people were hyping this up, and I was just like, eh, it's whatever, like, I didn't really, I didn't really, like, listen to it too much, like, Toosie Slide came out, um, Chicago Freestyle, that's good, uh, Payne 93 played with Riccardi, didn't really like it, Demons with Fabio Foreign was good, and then War had already come out previously, so, I don't really count those, honestly, it was just like, probably just throwaways and shit, like I say, but I'm pretty, um, I'm I'm very interested in what this um, certified Loverboy album that he's gonna drop is gonna be about, because, I don't know, I mean, I have the same birthday as Drake, I fuck with him, but I'm more of a Kanye fan, you guys, a lot of people know this, but um, I've always been like a Drake fan, just because simply like, his songs, like, I, I can like, I feel what he's saying in the songs on some Scorpio shit, like, and I didn't even like Scorpio in the album, but that's a whole nother story, um, let's see what else I have on my list, um, The Slow Rush by Tame Impala, thank you very much, this album, complete fire, what genre of music is this, let me see, Tame Impala, Slow Rush, Okay, Tame Paula, another another um alternative, uh, another alternative uh, artist. That boy Kevin just, oof, that boy be making hits, man. He just, he's another person that has like that. When it comes to his production, it is just beautiful. And whoever plays guitar for them, like Jesus, like Kevin is really on his shit when it comes to making music, uh, you have a classic fucking Currents, Currents has some of, like, some of the greatest tracks known to man, all that shit, and the Slow Rush, I feel like it was kind of slept on, because, like, if you, if you listen to alternative music, then you'll know, but this album was really good, and it had, like, back-to-back hits, like, from Borderline, you have Posthumous Forgiveness, which, it, which that was, like, the single, Breathe Deeper, Tomorrow's Dust is okay, on the track, I didn't really listen to that, Lost in Yesterday, Is It True, Glimmer, one more, like, these, and it's, what here we go, it's another album with 12 songs, it, like, this was definitely, this album was definitely in my top five for the year, and I was, I wasn't even, like, that hyped over it. I just knew it was coming out, and I was like, okay, it's coming out. Like, I'm not going to get too hyped over that shit, but, like, I'm definitely going to give it a listen. And when it dropped, I was super-duper impressed with the amount of songs that I like because, I mean, Currents is a classic, but like I said earlier, I'm not super into the alternative sound always, so I really have to appreciate the production on a record for me to, like, actually enjoy the music, and like, like I said, the production on a lot of these records are good, so, and Travis Scott is even influenced by Tame Impala, so that was, like, another thing, like, knowing that, um, Tame Impala helped work with, uh, two song, like, Kevin helped produce, uh, two songs on, what is it, uh, Astroworld, I was like, okay, let me just make sure I, like, see what this man is on right now because currents is already a good album and like i said i was impressed i really love the slow rush the slow rush is an amazing album if you don't even if you don't listen to tame impala that's like the one i consider like oh like people like oh that's white music like fucking give it a listen like tame impala is a beautiful like they're beautiful sound um what's next okay i'm gonna probably this is probably like you guys don't know about this and people probably don't listen to Gambino like that anymore. But his last album, I think it is, like he said, it's going to be his last album ever. It is literally t- titled 31520, March 15th, 20. And it's literally an album. It's so weird. There's no cover art. You go to Apple Music or Spotify or whatever you use, and you, you type in 315 And it'll say album, Childish Gambino, and it's literally just a white cover. And these, these song, these song titles are just literally numbers, like, some of my favorite tracks, you have 12.38, you have 19.10, you have 32.2, oh, that looks like 222, shout out Um, 222, 47.48, 42.26, and these are all bangers, like, I don't know what he was trying to do with this album. And if it was just like throwaways, but it's just like uh this is another album with very good production. I like the this. I like the creativeness of this album just because I know like what type of brain that Gambino has. And it was just a very interesting album that like, oh, this is like a just nonchalant blank album. This is just like shit that was in the vault. And he just put it onto the album, kept it the same and like he didn't even bother to name any of these except for two. He has one song in here called Time by, with the uh, Ariana Grande. That's a really good album. And he has another one called Algorithm which I think dropped like a, before it was like before he even dropped this album. And it was kind of like a surprise drop too. Like he mentioned something about it, but then all of a sudden boom, he just dropped it. And it's like I said, if you look it up, it's literally 3.15.20 and it's just like a blank page. It's just a white album. It looks like it. It looks like it's not loading when you when you like type it in. But it's like this. This album right here has some of my favorite tracks that I play on repeat. Like that are just so like left field. And it's I don't. I wouldn't even. They say that it's a hip hop and rap, but I wouldn't even label it as hip hop and rap. I'd label it as like a. I wouldn't fully say it's alternative, but it's, there's a lot of it that's not rap there. He it, he has, like, a few, like, 21 Savage has a verse on here, and he had, like, Childish Gambino does, like, a few verses throughout the album, but other than that, it's just, like, a lot of, like, beats and just, like, production, and Gambino just, like, singing over it, and it's kind of cool. I don't think it's anything like, uh, that last album that he dropped, that people love. I didn't really listen to that to be honest. Let me see what it's called. What is it called? What is it called? See, I can't even remember um Red. Wait, no, it's not. That's the song. It's not Red. Redbon- it's the it's the album with Redbone. What is this song called? Awaken My Love. I didn't really listen to this album like that because I just wasn't really into that sound because Gambino gave us because the internet and Kawhi, and when I got into this, it was okay. But I was like, I'm able to appreciate some of it now that I've went back and listened to it. But if you give, if you want to give something a chance, go listen to March Fifteenth, Twenty Twenty. Like it's it's an amazing album. Let me see. Okay, next. We got changes by Justin Fucking Bieber. I'm a big Bieber fan. I'm a Bieber I'm a believer. That's what it is. J B is is dope as fuck. Like, did did y'all see him in that Drake video? Drake Drake made a video for the song Pop Star, which is the two singles that he put out. Grease Pop Star, and he put out another one, Laugh Now, Cry, Cry Later. Some of like the best tracks from 2020, but Pop Star and Grease. Gasery dispensary gas like wow and then the the fucking hilarious part is like Drake is like a he's like an actor too so he knows like funny acting shit and like he's a little bit of a cornball but it's like funny as fuck so he was just like doing the whole thing with DJ Cali over the phone like oh I'm busy right now I can't come to this video and he's like dude I'm gonna need a favor and this man pulls out fucking Justin Bieber for the entire pop star video. Drake is not in the video at all. It's just Justin Bieber doing shit in the mansion being lit as fuck and I'm just like I can never not be a fan of Justin Bieber. The man is raw as fuck like <laughs> and his his clothing line Drew fire as fuck. It kind of inspires me. But yeah, Fucking Changes by Justin Bieber, really good tape. I know a lot of people that were like shitting on me about it cuz they're like, "Yo, like Justin Bieber has" way better albums, like, why are you just liking this one now, and I was like, I don't know, because, like, I I just, I, I can't even tell you why I liked it, I just was fucking with it, like, there's, oh, Yummy Yummy Slider, you can't tell me that Yummy Yummy is not a slider, I know it may be annoying right now, but that song is just too catchy not to appreciate, fucking Intentions with Quavo, Okay, that's it's a good song. It's okay, not, my, not the one I'm listening to, but it's a good song. Running Over with Lil Dicky, Lil Dicky, like his verse is kind of like uh, like choppy, but I still love his verse on that album, so I appreciate that song still. Take It Out on Me, fire, fire, fire track, my favorite track on the song, to be honest. And then Second Emotion with Travis Scott, pretty good. Get Me, Kalani, with Kalani, pretty good. This this album is solid and it's uh seventeen uh seventeen songs. I didn't listen to like oh actually I did run through this whole album and I have like four songs that I have in my playlist that I bump on the regular. But take it out on me when I'm in the fields. Like that song hits different. It's ridiculous. So yeah, shout out J B. Shout out all these artists to be honest. Let me see who I went through. Shout out Don Tolliver, Shout out The Weeknd. Shout out Gunna, shout out 21 Savage, shout out Dominic Fike. shout out Oliver Tree, shout out Drake, shout out Tame Impala, shout out Childish Gambino, shout out JB, I just said. Okay, now I'm kind of getting into territory of albums that um I didn't really listen to that much, but I still wanted to give them recognition because I noticed that like a lot of other people like being around like my my friends that I hang out with, my immediate friends, and then just other friends are like seeing what people say on Twitter. I'm going to start to like acknowledge some of these other albums. Uh, I don't even know the name of Dirk's tape. Little Dirk, Dirkio, whatever you want to call him. Um, he dropped a tape recently that a lot of people were bumping. And I'm not necessarily a Dirk fan. I don't, I don't really listen to his music like that, but um a lot of people were listening to this album and bumping it. So I just want to give him recognition, I guess. It was a good album for 2020, so I mean I didn't personally listen to it, but I'm going to try to probably run through that. I tried to run through a few of the songs before this uh, podcast, but, I mean, like I said, I I don't really listen to Dirk, Dirk, so he was just down here recently. I think he was in, like, somewhere in the Pompano area or some shit. I could be completely wrong, but he was definitely in South Florida. Um, Positions by Ariana Grande. Um it was it was it was a good album. Very sexual. Um, she she she's a good artist. Uh, I I don't even know what to say. I like there's there's songs. I'm definitely an Ari fan, but there's more other women artists that I like. So I don't really pay her much attention as I should. But I know a lot of like women that religiously and continuously bump that album. So, uh, I'm going to give it, like, it's, I'm going to give it its due diligence and the recognition that it's, uh, did I even use due diligence, right? I don't know, but, um, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it its praise, because I know a lot of people that bumped that album and said it was good. So, yeah, I I mean, I get, because I don't, like, I love women artists, but also I'm a dude, so I don't always get the, oh, men ain't shit shit, obviously, but, I mean, some of that shit be fire. Like, my favorite woman artist is probably fucking Cali Uchis, than Rihanna. Yeah, yeah, Cali Uchis, than Rihanna. Like, no, no, like, I'm not saying that Cali Uchis is better than Rihanna, but that's just, I listen to a lot of Cali Uchis. I fuck with her vibe. Um, NBA Youngboy, he dropped a tape, too. What is it? It's called Top that he dropped. And it just looked like, uh, it was a lot of controversy that um, it looked like uh, he was trying to copy, like, Roddy Rich with the album covers. Uh, I'm not necessarily an NBA Youngboy fan, but, I mean, I know people that listen to the album. So, like I said, I'm going to give it its respect. Say it was, like, a decent album of 2020. I did have, like, I think one or two songs that I liked off there. But, I mean, other than that, like I said, like, I have four NBA Youngboy songs, probably two from there. I have Outside. Free Dog, and something else in my playlist, so only five, so, I mean, I don't really listen to NBA young boy. um Meet the Woo 2, okay, so, I'd like to, this album, I think this was, I think this came out right before Pop Smoke got shot, I think this came out, and he had started bubbling up even more, and then he was killed. And this was the album that I preferred better. Um, I preferred this album over that, um... What is the other album that came out? The posthumous album that they dropped for him. Uh, what is it called? Let me see. Yeah, okay, so... I liked Meet the Woo 2 a little bit more than, uh shoot for the stars aim for the moon. And that's that's just me being picky because I'm not that heavy into uh posthumous uh, work. I hate when like the artists like I mean, there's nothing they can do cuz I mean, rest his soul, the man is a uh, man is dead sadly, but I just hate when like someone else is working on the art and the sound for an artist when they can't be there. Because it's just not exactly, like, it may sound somewhat what they intended, but it's never gonna be fully, like, how it's supposed to be intended. So, we'll never actually know how that album was supposed to come, come out. And Meet the Woo 2 was, like, I think that was literally the last tape we got from him before he fucking passed away. And this this one had bangers on it, too. Like, Meet the Woo 1 and 2 both have bangers. Meet the Woo, the first one is fucking, um... What, what is that? Uh Dior and Welcome to the Party on there? And Meet the Woo Two just followed up. It was more like turnt songs. It was like that real New York drill like rap that I'm that a lot of people were like into. Um, but I mean the his his other album that they that Fifty Cent Executive produced, the Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon both the the regular version and the deluxe version are they they have bangers on there. I'm not gonna say they aren't they don't have like good songs, but I think I just personally skipped over it because I am just picky. Uh, I'm I'm just picky when it comes to posthumous work. Um, I have friends that my my boy Jake uh bumps that album in the whip all the time, and and I like every time I listen to it, I'm like, oh okay okay this is a this is a good song, and I like this one. I add them to the playlist slowly so. I, I'm getting around to it. Oh, this is another person. Oh, damn, he dropped that album in 2019. Okay, I'm not gonna mention him. I was talking about Rex Orange County though. Um, Pony, really good, really good artist. Uh, Rex Orange County. He's another alternative artist and fucking dope guy. He um, he sings on um, Boredom by Tyler the Creator on Flower Boy. Really, really dope artist. If you wanna check him out. Um, ungodly hour by Chloe and uh Haley, I, I want to say, yeah, I think Haley Hallie, but uh, yeah, ungodly Ungla- hour, pretty decent album. Like, I don't know what caused me to just click on this album one day, but when I saw it, like, I think maybe like another album was coming out that weekend, and so when I was in the browse section, I just happened to click it. And I was very impressed within the first two tracks because they were just hard-hitting, like, bass, and, like, the beat was just amazing. And I was like, holy shit, like, what are these two girls doing on some beat like this? And I gave the rest of the album a spin, and I kind of liked it. I was very, like, into the vibe that they gave off off some of the songs, and it was it was a pretty cool album, honestly. Let me see what I... First off, fucking... Which one's the older one? I think Chloe. The whichever the older one is. Bad. So fine. So fucking sexy. But uh Ungodly Hour, yeah. The intro, forgive me, forgive me slaps. Do it. Tipsy. Ungodly hour. Um I think I like that one with uh Mike Will made it. And yeah, you know, that was about it. It was a short album. Like I said, like I they, like i feel like they probably still have like some developing to do with their sound but they they they're, they're, they're going to get there ev- eventually i mean they're Beyonce's children so not her legitimate children I'm, i mean i know people into that theory which is so funny to me but i i mean shit like i could see it cuz we haven't seen we've only seen what blue we haven't seen the fucking the twins yet so who the fuck knows but yeah ungodly hour by Chloe haley fire um Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs people said this was a really good album I saw it got like ranked in like a lot of like blogs and I was doing some research on albums but I mean I'm I don't even listen to Freddie Gibbs I've heard him in a few features and shit but I don't listen to Freddie Gibbs and like people say like he's one of like the more like lyrical conscious rappers still that we have today and he worked on this uh album with Alchemist which is like a very very uh famous uh producer and engineer so i mean people like it got a lot of recognition on like top 10 and top 50 and top 20 list for 2020 but i mean i personally didn't listen to the album so i can't i'm not gonna speak on it too much but i just wanted to put it on the list to give it some respect another album just like that that like people okay i don't i really don't understand the little baby hype I just am not into that type of sound, but he does have good songs. But a lot of people were really into My Turn when it first dropped, and I don't know if people still bump it all that stuff. But My Turn and the Deluxe, like people were bumping that shit, and I, I'm just never been that much of a b- little baby fan. But when I was doing research, like people, there's a lot of lists that put this album in in the top. So I mean. I just wanted to give it some more, some respect, but I've never really, I I do have some songs that I like from him, but other than that, I'm not going to a little baby show and stuff like that, the man's been to Tally how many times, and I've never, like, been hyped up to see, go see him, not even to take pictures, I I probably would try to go see him in a concert now to go take some pictures, but... I, I chose a Meg concert specifically because I knew it would be lit and to take pictures of her because she bad. And I was like, yeah, I'll go to that over Lil Baby because, like, what, it's Meg Thee Stallion. Like, some pictures of her would be dope, and she fine as fuck. So, yeah. um My Life fo Hunted by YG. I feel like YG is, like, slept on, but, like, if you're a real YG fan... You just, like, still listen to his, like, shit that he puts out because, like, YG is one of the artists that I say that still makes jerking music, and I feel like a lot of artists need to make jerking music again because jerking was a time. Like, when the new boys dropped jerking, oh, I mean, not jerking, you're a jerk, that was just, that was a time. Like, I don't even know what to say about that era. That was a weird era. The skinny jeans, the colorful shoes, the fucking nerd glasses, the 3D glasses with the shit, like, the suspenders, that was a weird era, but the music was, that, that, that song was fire back then, and YG from, um like, just because he's from California, like, that, that, that swag, like, the beats that he produces with a mustard, like, is jerking music, and I love YG, like, every time I, like, listen to YG, I'm always, like, dancing and doing some shit, I, I fuck with YG, and, his album that he had, uh, he dropped. What is it? It's a My Life 000. I, I thought it was a pretty good. It was kind of like not his best work, but I think I liked it better than like the last album that he dropped. But he has YG has classics though. Like that's the thing. People forget that YG has classics because he dropped one in 2019 called For Real For Real. Like right after Nipsey Hussle died. And that one was it was it was okay, but this other one though, from 2020, it had banger and it's only 13 songs. It had some good tracks. Um, let me see. Okay, so who else? Uzi, Lil Uzi, and Future. Wasn't really impressed by that tape that much. Um, it had bangers. The deluxe version added some more songs to it, but I wasn't really impressed because, like, well, we got Eternal Take 2. Eternal Take was good, but, like, I don't think I was, like, fully, fully impressed with it because I just know the type of music. I I think, actually, it wasn't the Uzi that I wanted because I like the shit off of uh, Love Is Rage 2 will forever be, like, a great album. So... For him to just, like, hype up Eternal Take and then... It was it was number one for a while, but there was, like... It was just, like, too much rap Uzi. And I like when Uzi is just, like, himself, like, singing and using auto-tune and shit as well. So, I think he tried to, like, focus too much on a vi- one vibe and didn't, like, cater to the other vibe that some of his fans like. And it just wasn't enough for me on Eternal Take, and that's how I feel about um, Future and his his collab tape with Future. That's, like, it, it was just, it was, eh, to me. I mean, I've never, I, I'm i a Future fan, but, like, there's certain songs that I like from Future, and it's not the rappy kind. So, yeah. Um, I think that's it, to be honest. Kali Uchis dropped the tape, too, but... I, it was completely in Spanish, and I wasn't able to enjoy it fully, because, obviously, I don't know Spanish, um, if I did, I would be fucking talking shit in Spanish 24-7, but it was a good album, like, I had a friend of mine that put me on some tracks that were good, and I love the songs, like, there's a few songs on her debut album, Isolation, that are completely in Spanish, and I like those type of songs, but, like, I couldn't enjoy it. It wasn't like a change where she went from English to a Spanish song to English again, so I wasn't able to fully appreciate it. It was just fully in Spanish. So, I mean, I mean, it was a good album. Like, the songs that I did like, they're good. But I couldn't fully appreciate that tape. I think that was it for those. Those were just, like, the few albums that I wanted to comment. And, um, oh, shit, I can't believe I almost forgot. The most important one. Thank you for... It's good that I saved the best for last. Whole lot of Red. Let Me Fucking Talk My Shit. For all those fans that were saying that, oh, Playboy Cardi lost it. What the fuck is he doing with this album? I hope that you've gone back and listened to it now and the album has grown on you. Because the album has definitely grown on me and every single time. I've bumped this album nearly every day since it has come out and they just get better and better, I don't know, th- this whole punk rock aesthetic that he's doing is fucking brilliant, it is beautiful, I am here for it, it is so fucking dope, and it's really inspired me to do, like, a photo shoot and meet some people that are into that, with that aesthetic to do some photos and shit, because it just ha it just, it inspired me to get creative, and I love when an album can inspire me to get creative again, and that's, that's why I loved it so much, and just, like, some of the punk rock shit was so tough, like, it just makes you feel, like, invigorating, and it feels like you're in a fucking mosh pit, which, if you haven't been in a mosh pit, by the way, you definitely gotta check that off your bucket list, because that shit is fire, but, um, yeah, a whole lot of red, amazing tape, amazing tape, if you, if you really, if you, if, if you don't take anything from this, just go to a whole lot of red, And listen to 9 through, not, sorry, not 9. Listen to 19 through, I think, 23 or 24. Just listen to those and you'll be convinced. Because that's literally what convinced me. Let me see. This is another, this is another album. This is, this this is a crazy part too. Because this album is super long. And I am not a fan, like this whole time I've been, saying, 12 to 14, 12 to 14, but this album literally has 24 songs, and every time I listen to it, I just find something that, that just, I find a song that I'm just like, wow, like, I fuck with this song now even harder, fucking, it, it started off with the intro, Rockstar Made was just a perfect intro song, it's like, it was almost perfect, like, fucking a uh, long time. And then I hate that Kanye West track. Stop Breathing, good. Being like Beano's good. That's only three and four. Um, You can skip down to nine. That's good. You can skip down to 12 and 14 are good. You can skip to 17. That's good. And then 19 through 24 are bangers. So it's like the album really has like good song, eh. Good, 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 eh, 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 good, good, good. Like, it's so crazy how this album is put together. And people shitting on it, just go back and give it a listen, man. I'm telling you, like, this album really, I think it's going to change the game for those type of artists that want to, like, try a new sound. Because everyone was so stuck on, like, the songs on Die Lit and the first album. Like, Like, Cardi gave us Magnolia and that went crazy, but, like, this is something completely different, all, almost on some Yeezus shit, and it's gonna give a lot of artists some inspiration to to dive out their comfort zone and put out some dope content that is, like, totally different than, from what they usually do and not give a fuck about how it's perceived, because Cardi is just not cared about what people are saying. He's just like, oh, what other songs you guys want? Cause he knows this shit is fire, and his virtual show that he did was fucking amazing. So yeah, I mean, I think that's a majority of the albums that I liked from this year. I'm gonna just scroll through real quick and make sure I don't miss anything. Um, Man on the Moon Three was it's it was a it was okay. It has some good tracks on there, but I mean, I'm. Like, I've been more of the Kanye fan when it comes to, like, that group of people in good music. I've been more of the Ye fan, the 2 Chainz fan. C- Cuddy had, like, his first man on the moon, and, like, he had some other good albums, like... But this one was okay, but, I mean, it definitely has some good songs. Like, Tequila Shots, She Knows This, Heaven on Earth, Shout Out, um, Mr. Solo Dolo 3, Sad People. There's, like, good songs on here, but, I mean... I guess I'm not that much of a Cudi fan to have, like, fully been hyped about this album. Let me see what else. No Pressure by Logic. Pretty good album. Had some pretty good songs on there. And, yeah, I think, like I said, 2020 was, like, Not my favorite year of music, but, like, we did get some shit out of 2020 that was good. But 2019 and 2018 had some of the best, like, there's a lot of albums that I want to review. Like, I'll probably do another one of some of my top 15 albums of all time from, like, from, like, I'll start from, like, 1990 or 1980-something Whatever year Thriller came out, my Michael Jackson, because that's probably, like, top five albums of all time. But, like, probably from there till now. Because 2019, we had, like, a lot of good albums. Like, fucking, I want to review So Much Fun, because that is Young Thugs, one of, like, his greatest bodies of work next to Jeffrey. Like, it, it's ridiculous, so. But, yep, that was another episode of So Dope. Um, That was my review of some of my personal favorites from 2020. And yeah, peace out. I hope you enjoyed.